Good evening. This is Lama Jigme Gyatso of the Buddha Joy Meditation School. Welcome to Meditate Like a Jedi. For those of you who are participating on, uh, let's see, on YouTube, you can tell by the graphic that or I should say, after looking at the grass, blah, graphic displayed upon the screen, screen, whoo-hoo, it should come as a little surprise to you that the subject of tonight's Dharma talk is going to be free floating range. Not to be confused with free range anger, that's completely different, but free floating rage. All complex life forms that possess a brainstem are capable of rage. Rage is neither an indictment nor a vindication and simply is there. The quote separates the men from the boys or the women from the girls or the Buddhas from the boobs is whether or not we are mindful of our emotions or our emotions sneak up behind us, and whether we're able to make peace with our emotions, to feel them without being controlled by them. What? What does that mean, being controlled by our emotions? It's one thing to feel rage. It's another thing for rage to control, control our choices or our utterances or our behavior. None of those things is acceptable <coughs> in a man or a woman who's determined to evolve spiritually. There are many triggers for our rage. And of course, it's important to remember that evolutionary biology selected for rage as an aid to survival. If rage had not helped our ancestors to survive, it would not have been selected for. It would have been, it would have been bred out through natural selection. So rage serves a purpose. But in our complex world, our poor brainstem can get false signals that involve that. Not, why would I use the word um, that elicit that elicit our rage? Sometimes the signals are external. Sometimes the signals are within our own, our own body or our mind, our memories, or our imagination, or some sort of a hiccup between the two that sometimes occurs with various flavors of post-traumatic stress disorder. What then is free floating rage? Free floating rage is when our physiology is experienced sensations that it interprets as rage but if there's nothing going on externally to provoke our rage and 
we're not particularly mad at any one individual or any one circumstance. It just feels, to use a metaphor, that our cup of rage uh, spilleth over or poureth over, runneth over. That's the word I'm looking for, runneth over. An overabundance of the commodity of rage. And oh, I'm going to say hi to um, Emily. Emily Dickinson. It's so liberating to recognize when that happens, that we are not in physical danger, that we're not being um, in, in, in interpersonal danger. When we experience free floating rage, it's probably the safest rage. Um, and it's a great contemplative opportunity. And so tonight's contemplations and meditations and compassions and loving exercises are going to be centered upon that. Now, if there's any questions, write me on, uh, what's it called, Instagram or on Facebook. Let me check Facebook real quick to see if anyone's left me a splendid question. And let me scroll down over here. Don't see any questions. <coughs> so I shall go back to the beautiful screensaver. Um, all right. Having said that, come, let us meditate. On the for the folks on practicing on YouTube, on the YouTube, you'll notice that I've switched to the practice text. I'm going to minimize my face on the screen. No need to burn your retinas out on this. Let's see here. I stick this right there. Okay, we're going to begin with blissful centering. Our job is not to chase bliss. Bliss, the presence of bliss is not a vindication. The absence of bliss is not an indictment, but it is a frequent and lovely fringe benefit. Our exercise is profoundly easy. We're only counting on a right hand for this exercise. We're just gonna count for 16 breaths. And if this is your first time tuning in to the Lama Jigme Show, I practice a variation of Bengali crease counting. During our in-breath, we advance our thumb, first upon the lower set of creases, and then the middle set of creases, and then the third set, a higher set of creases, and then the tip of our little finger. And by the time we're starting our fifth breath, we do the same thing with our ring finger. And then by the time we're starting our ninth breath, we're doing the same thing with our middle finger. And then by the time we're starting our, let's see, 10th breath, we do the same thing with our index finger for a total of 16. Now you can go to 16 on four fingers and one thumb. <laughs> Impress friends. <laughs> Win bets. Oh, the possibilities are endless. Okay, now let's get right into it. Pana pasadi is could be translated as simply um, breathing and relaxing. During our inhalation, we are going to silently and mentally recite the phrase grin 
two nostrils. During our outbreath, breath, whoo, I just washed my mouth and can't do a thing with it. During our out-breath, we're going to silently and mentally recite the word relaxing. What? What does it mean to silently and mentally recite? It's like reading to yourself without moving your lips. It's like accessing our own imaginary narrator, our own personal Ron Serling. He was the host of The Twilight Zone. <coughs> okay, so grin to nostrils, relaxing is not a scary grin. It's not a crusty the crown sideshow type of grin. It's not a joker sort of a grin. It's a subtle, subtle Mona Lisa grin. So as we gently smile with the corners of our mouth and with the apples of our cheeks and with the crow's feet of our eyes, grins nostrils, relaxing. Going to now turn to the 95th page of the practice text. And this practice text should be available for free download um, by this time tomorrow. Let's see here, control G, 95, enter, there we go. It was Buddha, blah. It was Buddha who first taught mindfulness meditation. He taught that there are four bases of mindfulness. Circumstance and body and feelings and mind. Tonight we're going to focus on mind. We do not perform the centering exercise um, in an attempt to necessarily change what we are feeling emotionally or physically. We do it to give us, to help to center our channels, real or imagined, to sharpen our mental faculties so that we can practice the mindfulness and the letting go and the meditation and the contemplation, which can be so very liberating if done properly.
we're going to begin with four compassion contemplations. My Tibetan teachers taught me that compassion is essentially the wish to take away the sufferings of others. In Pali, compassion is karuna. Ironically, it's the same word in Sanskrit. We're going, we're going to perform one set of four breaths. So we're going to touch the tip of our left little finger to its palm. We then turn our attention to our right hand and prepare to count upon the lower and the middle and the higher set of creases, as well as the tip of the right little finger. I'm sorry, yes, right little finger. So our first intention is simply to soothe, soothe this mind's stress, relaxing. Now, you might say, why do we begin with ourself? Our brain stems are wired for self-love. We can harness that momentum of self-love and transmute it into love of neighbors and love of earthlings and love of all beings of all worlds. So we begin with compassion of compassion on the scale of self with the intention that we will soon become compassion on the scale on a local scale and then a global scale and then a universal scale within, a, within just a handful of minutes. So we begin with the phrase, soothe, as we breathe in, we silently and mentally recite, soothe this mind's stress. And during the out breath, we silently and mentally recite, relaxing. We now advance to our neighbors. And as we prepare to count upon our right ring finger, soothe neighbors' stress, relaxing. relieved to learn that our job is not to be Merlin the Magician or Gandalf the Grey and actually work supernatural magic. Our job is simply to wish that others experience the alleviation of their stress. Doing so helps us, helps us to access the neural pathways of our midbrain replete with anterior gyrate and a whole constellation of mirror neurons that have been, that evolved over the millennia, over many millennia, in such a way 
as to cause us each to be wired for cooperation and compassion and empathy. These contemplations help us to reclaim that metaphysical birthright. I feel like I'm doing twister between all these cables and microphones and whatnot. We now prepare to count upon our right middle finger, soothe earthlings' stress, relaxing. All earthlings, whether they walk or crawl or swim or fly, or vote the way we would prefer they didn't. And while we are on the subject of giving compassion to all earthlings, a simple act of compassion is to do whatever we can, whatever we are capable of, not to overtly murder or exploit other living beings or their milk or their skin or their hair or their fur or their meat or their organs or the like. I recommend that everybody who is serious about progressing forward upon the path of compassion embrace a whole food vegan diet. And <coughs> um, if you are searching for resources, you, you can go to YouTube and um, find Mike the Vegan channel, M-I-C the Vegan. I have a link in my uh, YouTube um, video below the video in the description area below the video and also in a, a card at the end of the video as well so let's progress now to soothing earthling stress we're going to count upon our right middle finger soothe earthling stress relaxing This brings us to the fourth in our set of exercises. We're about to count upon our right index finger. During the in-breath, we silently and mentally recite, soothe all being stress. And on the out-breath, we silently and mentally recite, relaxing. And by all means, we mean all beings of all worlds, of all galaxies, of all universes, real or imagined. Soothe all being stress. Relaxing. We're now going to shift gears away from compassion to release. We're going to release mind's stress. Prepare, so we're going to now adjust our left little finger and touch the tip of our left thumb to our left little finger 
and bring it down until it comes to rest upon the lower set of creases. We then return our attention to our right hand. We will be counting upon our right little finger for the next four breaths. How hate stress, relaxing. We now, we now contemplate the impermanence of stress with the words, how could stress always change? We can advance yet again now to our right middle finger. How could stress not be me? No, we are not trying to solve the metaphysical Rubik's Cube. These are rhetorical questions, and the power of a rhetorical question is found not in our vainglorious efforts to solve it or answer it, but in merely reciting it and relaxing in harmony with our in-breath and our out breath. How could stress not be me? Is an exercise we use to cease to identify with stress. We can observe it without allowing it to continue to define us. How could stress not be me? We advance yet again to the fourth set of exercises, which will count upon our right index finger. Notice stress, relaxing. And so, in the span of just four contemplations, we have gone from hating stress to merely noticing stress. And this is a taste of the liberation that is offered to us by the Buddha's path of mindfulness meditation. We've practiced the compassion that yearns to take away the stress from others. Now we're going to play with the love that longs to give peace to all beings everywhere. We advance the left thumb up 
the left index finger until it comes to rest upon the middle set of creases. We return our right thumb to the right little finger. We begin by practicing love on the scale of self. Peace for this mind, relaxing. practice love on the local scale. Peace for neighbors, relaxing. Practice love on the global scale. Peace for earthlings, relaxing. Practice love on this on the universal scale as we count upon our right index finger. Peace for all beings, relaxing. First. We sought to take away stress, then we release stress. We just sought to give peace, and now we're actually going to let go of peace. We're going to advance the left thumb upon the, let's see here, where it should be on the index fingers, a higher set of creases. And we're going to count upon the right little finger how crave peace, relaxing. On the right ring finger, how could peace always change? I'm going to take a moment to adjust this image real quick. There you go back over here. 
And now we count upon our right middle finger. How could peace not be me? It sounds counterintuitive that by letting go of peace, we could experience more peace. But don't trust me. Put it to the test in the laboratory of your own body and mind. How could peace not be me? Now we count upon our right index finger. Notice peace, relaxing. And you'll notice we have gone from craving peace to merely noticing it. We now come to the idea of releasing our mind. It is as if our mind is a tennis court and it is bisected by a net. On one side of the net, you have the desire to push away stress. On the other side of the net, you have the desire to reach for peace. But then the tennis court itself is our mind the fourth base of mindfulness. We're going to advance our left thumb up our left index finger until it comes to rest upon its tip. We're going to count upon our right little finger. How grasp mind, relaxing. Count upon our right ring finger. How could mind always change? Let's count upon our right middle finger. How could mind? not be me. And now we count upon our right index finger. Notice mind relaxing. We've worked rather hard. Let's see, that was about 
four, five times four. There was 20 different contemplations we played with. Now we're gonna give the mind a rest through something we call spontaneous release or meditation. So let's slide the left thumb over the tip of the left index finger until it comes to rest upon the higher knuckle. Not the crease, but the knuckle. And now for the next 16 breaths, notice this relaxing. And this is a very vague pronoun. And we're giving ourselves permission to, no to passively notice whatever comes up circumstantially, or physically, or emotionally, or mentally, whatever we perceive, or emote, or intend, or reason, or recall, or imagine. Without analyzing, without labeling, just passively noticing and letting go. As we silently and mentally marry the phrase, notice this, relaxing with our in-breath and our out-breath. Before I call it quits, if anybody has a question, feel free to type it in to the comment window. And while you do that, I'll be checking to see if anybody on YouTube has a question for me. And I don't see any questions. And I don't see any questions on Instagram. <coughs> well then, let's take a moment here to stop sharing. There we go. I thank everyone for your time and your kind attention. I want to remind you that um, these videos and podcasts and uh, the protection, the production of these videos and podcasts and blogs and uh, class materials and PDFs are supported by the generosity of students and listeners and viewers and readers just like you. Or in the words of Jasker from the first season of Witcher, toss a coin to your Witcher, O Valley of Plenty. Until next we speak, may you and yours be healthy and happy. Bye-bye now. <laughs>